You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base of our sermon today is the first reading from Revelation chapter 7, together with these words from Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, write this, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. Blessed. That's the word for the day. And I think it's a fitting word for this All Saints Sunday. A time we remember, especially the martyrs of faith, together with our own blessed. Our own blessed dead who have gone through that great tribulation of life and death and have joined the ranks with, use the words of the reading, that great multitude that no one can number from every tribe, nation, people, and language. Blessed. Now, the Greek word is makarios. I bring that up to widen our understanding of what we may think of when we hear that word blessed. Because usually when we say the word blessed, we think in terms of happy, healthy, wealthy, fortunate, as in count your blessings or consider how blessed we are. And certainly that's part of the word makarios, but there's more. To be a makarios, blessed is to be on the privileged receiving end of God's good stuff. And what's surprising, though, is who is blessed? The dead. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Now, we know from the scriptures, in particular Romans chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. Death is what our sins deserve. Death is the outcome of our sin. And from that perspective, death is anything but blessed. There's a similar passage in Psalm 116 where it says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious and blessed is how the death of God's holy ones, God's justified ones, looks in the eyes of God. Precious and blessed. Now, I think it's safe to say that none of us here today, at least at the gut level, would think of death as being precious and blessed. We live in the midst, don't we, of a death-defined culture, a culture where people spend billions of dollars creating the illusion of youth and define the process of aging, which really is a slow drumbeat, steady drumbeat of dying. And Halloween, well, Halloween is probably about as close to death as we like to get. Now, you may have driven around neighborhoods, and if you drive around some neighborhoods, there are people who have turned their front lawns into macabre into macabre cemetery scenes with coffins and skeletons and headstones. It's really kind of bizarre, isn't it? But it's 
understandable. Because after all, pretend death is so much easier to deal with, isn't it, than the real thing? Because we know all those skeletons are made of plastic and the coffins are empty and the headstone is styrofoam. It's pretend death, play death. But the real thing, uh-uh. We don't want to do anything with that sort of thing, do we? And if you think about it, our funerals really don't score up to the reality either. We cover over the hole in the ground and the mound of dirt with a sheet of astroturf. We leave the business of putting our loved ones to rest in the ground to a couple hired workers who take care of things usually after everyone's gone. We see commercials. We get mailers that tell us to celebrate life, but not to rejoice in and embrace the death. We exchange a lot of sentimental sweetness of our loved one that, for example, they're going to a better place or how they're probably in heaven playing golf or skiing or fishing, whatever it is they like to do in this life. You don't often hear much of what we confess in the creed. We believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting in that order. And we believe that, don't we, for the simple fact that Jesus has died, Jesus rose bodily from the grave, demonstrated decisively that death has no hold on him and that his death on the cross and his resurrection conquered death once and for all. And so you might say that Christians have a blessed monopoly on this whole business of death and resurrection because Jesus was the only one who died and rose again. Moses and Elijah died. They didn't rise. Buddha died at age 80. He didn't rise. Muhammad died in 632. He didn't rise. But Jesus died on the cross. And three days later appeared, risen from the dead. That's why we believe, why we confess we believe in the resurrection of the body. And because Jesus rose bodily from the grave and promised, and has promised to raise up our bodies on the last day. And so it's because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus that we can use words like precious, blessed, and reference to our death as well as the death of those we love. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. You may have taken a double take, but you heard it correctly. Blessed are the dead. Not simply any dead, because everyone's going to die until, unless Christ comes first. But notice how he puts it. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Jesus has gone ahead of them. He's gone to death in the grave, and those who follow him, trusting him, are called blessed in their death. 
And so blessed are you, dear believer, trusting the promise of life in Jesus' name. Your death is precious and blessed to God, not because of you, not because of what you've done or accomplished in life, but because of Jesus. Not because of your works. The Spirit says, those who die in the Lord rest from their labors. Their work is done. But, their deeds, their works are not forgotten. It says their deeds follow them. Now take note here. The deeds of the blessed death, dead follow them. They don't precede them as if though they needed their works to get into heaven. Instead, their deeds follow them like the long train of a bride in her gown. And thus, all the works that God had done through them and all the fruit the Spirit had worked through them, all of that, they follow them. Follow them in shining glory. That's what it means to be justified by grace through faith. Your works, your deeds, they follow you but you don't lead with them. Nothing you can do can make your death precious and blessed. So what's it going to be like in heaven? What's it like for those who are already there? Perhaps the most faithful answer is blessed. Because beyond that, we simply don't know much. Because God hasn't revealed much. Oh, we have little pictures. And they certainly aren't pictures of angels sitting on clouds playing harps. Personally, I can't imagine sitting on a cloud for eternity playing a harp. But the Bible calls the dead in Christ asleep in the Lord. And that's a nice, peaceful picture. They are asleep. They rest from their labors. But we do have this much, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, thanks to Jesus who makes all things new. And that, of course, sounds better than sitting on clouds strumming harps. A whole creation brought through death into resurrection, where death and decay is no more where the deterioration caused by our sin is vanished. You can go to Isaiah 25. And there Isaiah pictures a lavish feast on God's holy mountain. A feast of fatted meats, he says, and fine wines. But the one thing that is certain about eternal life <clears throat> is that worship is the main activity. Actually, it appears to be the only activity, as now all of life has become worship. John caught a fleeing glimpse of the heavenly congregation 
And this is the side of worship we don't say, but we confess that we are joined there by the angels, the archangels, and all the company of heaven. This is the heavenward side of worship. And John reports it to us. And the thing about that congregation, it's a white-robed congregation. They're all covered with Christ. They're wearing their baptisms like a spotless robe. The blood of Jesus has washed away every sin. There's not a spot of sin that remains. Their tribulation is over. And as we read the names of the faithful departed in a few minutes, remember also those we love who have died in the Lord. And then bring this image of revelation to mind. Because they are there in that multitude. Listen. Listen to how it is with them and how it will be for us. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in this temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he'll wipe away, guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Blessed they are. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. Blessed indeed, thanks to Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Continue our service with the commemoration of the faithful departed. On this All Saints Sunday, remember with thanksgiving those of this parish who have gone before us with a sign of faith. They were created by God to offer him praise forever, redeemed by Jesus, God's Son, and filled with the Holy Spirit through baptism, where God gave them new life. They have been nourished in the company of his people through the Lord's Supper and the Word, and in his mercy, God has summoned them to his presence, that they may continue in joyful service to him forever. We especially remember this day, David Neubauer. Norma Ellen Patton. John Elvin Wilhart. Beverly Adina Geisert. William John Cluth.
writer says, Blessed are they that die in the Lord from now on, for they'll rest from their labors, and their deeds will follow them. Let us pray. In joyful expectation for the resurrection of the body to life, remember before you, O Lord, all those who have gone before us in faith, whom we pause now to name in our hearts. We offer thanksgiving for the gift of faith, and we hold fast the certainty of your promises. May their memory among us be blessed. May we follow their footsteps of faith to your eternal presence in the heavenly kingdom. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.